This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Best Pets for Pets. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. Okay, it's that time again. Holidays, they're here. But as joyful as they are, we always want to be mindful of our pets. And, you know, there's a lot of different pets people have these days, but we're going to be talking mostly about dogs and cats today. Just giving you some tips because... You know, as as lovely and fun as the holidays are, there are some dangers lurking for your feline or canine. We're going to be right back with an expert that will tell us what to watch out for. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Dr. Amber Karwaki. She is a partner veterinarian from Heart and Paw. Welcome, Dr. Amber. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have you. Before we talk about all the dangers lurking out there for our pooches and our our little kitties, let's talk about you. What is your background? So I am a small animal veterinarian. Um, I've been working as a veterinarian for 15 years now. Went to school down in Oklahoma, but I am a New, a New Jersey resident working in Philadelphia. Okay, so you have lots of experience with pets. Yep. Let's talk about the holidays because, you know, a lot of people are aware of some of the obvious, you know, no chocolate for your dog or cat. Well, I think cats... It doesn't matter, but no chocolate, I know, for dogs, grapes, garlic, soft bones are all no's. Those are some of the ones that we always hear about. But there's so many that people wouldn't know about that can be so dangerous. So before we get into all the specifics of what's dangerous, because I want to talk about the no-nos for dogs and then the no-nos for cats, what is one of the myths that people have around the holidays about something dangerous? Maybe it's something I just said, <laughs> something dangerous for your dog or cat that really is okay. I think the biggest one, and it still it can cause a problem with your cat and dog, but poinsettias are kind of listed as toxic for your dog. They'll give them upset stomachs, but they won't kill them outright. So they'll just make them sick. So a lot of people won't have poinsettias in their house. Um, I'm one of them. My cat likes to eat plants, but they won't hurt your pet. They will just make them very upset tummies. Okay. Well, that's good to know because a lot of people, you know, avoid certain things, even if it's there's just the tiniest danger. 
And I don't generally have poinsettias around my house during the holidays, but I think they're beautiful. And I've never known a dog to eat them, maybe a cat. Yeah, my cat would definitely eat them, so I don't need him throwing up around my house. So I look at them from afar. (laughs) Yeah, yes, you never know. You know dogs that are so curious, and then some dogs are like, eh, I don't care, whatever. It's just to look cute. What is another myth that you could think of? Some of it is is the holiday rush. You know, they don't know what's going on. They see that you're running around, but some people are like, oh, my dog knows that Santa's coming or it's the holiday season. It's a special time of year. They really don't. They just know the house looks different and, you know, things are going on differently. There's more people around or different things are up in the house, but they don't really understand why that's going on. You know, that's a good point because we get so anxious around the holidays with stuff that we have to get done, lists and done and this and that. And we put that on either other, well, our fur kids, you know, or other people, human people, but also especially on our fur kids, we think that we're, you know, stressing them out, but they kind of can care less as long as they have a nice place to take a nap, I bet. Exactly. Okay, let's do it this way. Let's talk about some food no-nos for dog and cats and then some decor no-nos for dog and cats. So, Dr. Amber, what are some food no-nos for your dog and cat around the holidays that you either keep out of the house or make sure it is away from your fur babes? Right. So biggest one is chocolate. I mean, we have a lot of chocolate in the candies this year, this time of year um, in our desserts. We're all baking cookies with chocolate in it. Definitely toxic to dogs where they can have issues with seizures and comas. And it can make your, your cat have an upset stomach, not necessarily as toxic to them, but definitely not the best thing for their tummies for them. So any desserts or candies, anything like that, keep them up or, or away if you have a cat because <laughs> mine are naughty. Like most cats are. What about grapes? And why are they so bad? So grapes and raisins are more for dogs versus cats. And it's not a toxicology where we know as much about, but it does cause kidney failure in dogs. And every dog's a little bit different. We've seen some dogs that have very few and have issues. And we see dogs that have had a whole bunch and end up not having a problem. So It's a toxicology issue that we don't know that much about and why some dogs are okay with it and some dogs are bad with it. So we just say avoid in general for them. Okay. And what about turkey? So the turkey itself is not toxic, but the fatty drippings or the skin is not good for them. It can give them what's called pancreatitis. So it's inflammation of their pancreas, which gets them vomiting, not feeling well. And sometimes they need hospitalization for that to treat them. What if you have a a relative that doesn't listen to you or a friend that doesn't listen to you and sneaks table scraps, (laughs) like, you know, whatever? Yep. I have one of those in my family. (laughs) I hate that when people do that because they think they're being, you know, cute and being, oh, let me get, usually cats are not as much unless it's Dennis. He'll ask for anything you eat, but usually cats are not as big with table scraps. Dogs, yes. And I hate when people do that because you never know what's going to make the dog sick and they're not going to be the ones that are going to be paying for (laughs) the late at night. Oh, I can't think. Emergency room vet bill. They're great. (laughs) Yeah. The late at night vet hospital that's open on holidays and whatever, or deal with the, you know, hey, let's just say we all have pets. We know what it's called. The puke that's on the floor or the, you know, messy poop that's on the floor hours later. Yep. 
So how do we stop people from doing that? So if you know you have family members like that that just won't listen, I just say put your dogs or cats away. Put them in a back bedroom, in their own little room. If you do crate training with them, put them in the crate so it's not available for that family member to try to do it. Um, If that's not possible or your pet's going to get very upset with not being around, I would just say try to have a serious talk with them. You know, let them know if your pet gets sick off of it, you know, we're going to expect them to maybe pay for it or have to help us deal with it. And you just want the holiday to be enjoyable for everyone, including your dog or cat. So you want to make sure they don't get sick from something that was given to them. I like that. Tell them they're going to have to pay the bill. (laughs) If you, yeah, if you feed my pooch, you know, you're going to have to pay the bill. And guess what? It starts at generally the the nighttime animal hospital starts. Usually a visit starts, starts, starts at four to six hundred dollars. Then you add the tests. So that should be enough to shock anyone into, okay, let's not feed the dog. I will give you treats. You can feed them later, you know, and, and you know, it's funny. It's usually not kids. It's adults that should know better. Yep. And that's actually good. What you brought up is have some spare treats around for the dog. So for the person's like, I absolutely need to give your dog a special treat. Like, well, here it is. This is what you can feed them. Yeah. And my cats will go nuts for anything. Lately, it's those licky treats. Ah, the churros. Yeah. Open up the fridge. There she is. I mean, there's <laughs> one of them, you know, and and they all have different ways they like to eat it. Crazy. Okay. What are some no-nos for um, cats? So similar to them, we don't want them getting into um, like the turkey because that can make them sick too. Similar to dogs, they can't also have onions or garlic. You can cause anemia in them. And we definitely, for both of them, don't want them eating the bones because while they can potentially digest in their stomach, if they crunch on them, they'll create bone shards and that can poke through the stomach or the intestines and cause all kinds of badness in their bodies. There's so many dangers lurking. What about if you are going to a place with your dog or cat? What are some of the food things you need to watch out for that you might not know about? They're fairly the same for where you're going. I would make sure if you're traveling to somewhere else, make sure they are dog or cat friendly. Do they have safeguards up? Is there accessibility into like the trash can if your dog or cat's there where at your house you have it, you know, under lock and key behind a door or something like that? Yeah. And I guess, (laughs) silly question, but not like food's going to change if you go to your relatives, you know, 200 miles away. But It's probably also a good idea to pack your dog's treats, your dog's food, not rely on if they have, you know, animals, you know, also fur babes, also their, you know, uh, food, because mixing food is not is also can be a little traumatic. It depends on the dog or cat, right? Yeah, switching up their diets can give them a little bit of diarrhea or upset stomach. Or if you have a very particular dog or cat, they might go, this isn't my normal food. So I'm going to go on a hunger strike. Oh, yeah, we don't want that. Okay, we're going to take a short break and let's talk about some decor, holiday decor no-nos. And I think you're going to hear some surprises. We'll be right back. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends. 
leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Dr. Amber Kawaki from Heart and Paw. And so we're talking about some great tips for the holidays to keep your dog and cat safe. So let's talk about decor. One thing I do know about is tinsel is so bad. I know so bad for cats and it's such an attraction for cats. Mm. When I've had my holiday show in the past, we've just said, if you have a cat, no tinsel because they can eat it and it can cut their stomach. Absolutely. If it gets caught in there, we try and tell people it acts almost like a saw. If it gets caught in a certain area, the intestines are still trying to do their job. And that tinsel is just in there caught tight and it just cuts right through their intestines and is a major damage to them. That's horrible. And I'm assuming for dogs as well. Okay, the dogs are less likely to eat the tinsel than cats because cats just have that affiliation for string. So tinsel, bows, I kind of stay away from them if I have a cat in the house. Yeah, they do have an affinity for anything shiny and anything they can kind of chew on, you know, like that's has that sharpness. So different than dogs. Dogs want to chew, it seems, with their back molars. Cats are by their front, where, of course, they have their, you know, kind of fang kind of teeth and um, just anything that they could just bite away on. What are some other things that we wouldn't be aware of, but that are lurking during the holidays that are just so bad for your dog or cat? So especially with new puppies in the household, um, you want to watch the electrical cords. So we, there, we're stringing lights everywhere. There's new stuff all around. And those puppies are going to see those electrical cords as something new to chew on. They cannot get electrocuted where they die from it, but they can cause thermal burns in their mouth that need to be treated. So if you catch your dog or even your cat, they're rare, but more dogs than cats. But if you catch them chewing on the electrical cords where they've actually punctured through the cord, you do need to check in with your veterinarian so they can do a very good oral exam to make sure there are no burns there. Wow. Okay. Who knew? And then what about the enticing beauty of your tree? Cats seem like they cannot resist. And I've heard and read more than one story of trees falling down, breaking, just all kinds of craziness. More so, of course, from cats than dogs. Yep. So I thank God have two cats that ignore my tree, but that is not the same for everyone. So cats do like to go up in the tree. If you have one like that, it's really hard to block them from the tree because they can hop over gates and whatnot. So I advise figuring out a way to like, ad- like kind of adhere to the wall with like 
ropes and whatnot, or making sure there's nothing like breakable. If you have that valuable family ornament, if that tree falls on it and it breaks, you're going to be sad hearted <laughs> for that. And then for dogs, more than jumping for them is making sure the ornaments that are on the lower end of your tree are non-breakable, not only for them walking against the tree and maybe trying to grab it, but those tails. I have larger breed dogs with big tails. They whack those ornaments off left and right with their tails unintentionally. So anything more breakable should go towards the top of your tree. Or I would say, (laughs) while you have your dogs and cats until they're very old and could care less, maybe just admire them from afar in their box. Yep. And if you only have dogs, you can put like a playpen around your tree. I've seen people do that. So the dogs don't have access to it, but that doesn't work for cats. They'll hop right over. Oh, yeah. The more restrictive, the better. Absolutely. What about potpourris and things like that? You know, candles, those kind of things. So if you have a curious cat, you definitely want to watch the open flames for them um, because they will cinch their whiskers or their fur very easily. Or I had a cat that actually batted at the candle flame with his paw and had burns on the bottom of his paw pad. So if you have a curious cat like that, definitely no open flames, get the fake candles for them. And then we just want to watch like the incense and like the essential oils. There are some of them that if are inhaled or if your dog decides to eat them, um, can cause lung damage as well as upset stomachs and sores in their mouth. Now, I've heard that the potpourris that have the melting ones, that Mm -hmm. there's a candle and the potpourri at the top melts, that those are not good for cats either. Yeah, a lot of times the cats like to play with them and then try to eat them. So that's one we try to avoid if you have a cat that's notorious for that. Okay, uh, now here's something that I want that I'm wondering since, you know, you've been a veterinarian for over 15 years. What are some of the things you see or have seen around the holidays from, you know, people that have come into your clinic and you've just gone, what were they thinking? Some of your peeves. Well, uh, we definitely have a lot of the ribbons. Uh, we have the thermal burns. Some of them had them dressed up as Santa Claus and were trying to do photo shoots with them and the dog was not having it and they got injured from it either with like minor cuts or like sprains. So definitely know your pet before you set up photo shoots of him being, you know, a reindeer or pulling the sleigh or whatnot for them. The things we do for social media, right? What are some of the other things that you just thought, what were they thinking? I mean, you know, this is a dog or a cat. It's not a little, you know... I don't know what you find, but what are some of the other things that are just incredibly interesting? We don't want to say anything too negative, but. Um, A lot of us sometimes they're like, oh, well, my dog had a seat at the table for dinner and we fed him the same thing that we had. I was like, no, please don't, don't, don't ever do that again. You know, if you want him to have a, like a seat at your table, make sure it's food that he can have versus like having a piece of the turkey or once you had the turkey through the bones to him and now he's like seriously got an upset stomach and vomiting now that would be if i was a veterinarian that would be one of my peeves because okay i had a lot of fur babes over the years i love them but i draw the line because not at the table why i mean I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm at loss for words. I just don't get it. And they still are a dog or a cat. And yes, they could be like your kids. That's fine. I get that. 
you know, I even finally got strollers because some dogs just can't walk that far. But at the table, feeding them the same food as you eat, dogs have a different, their bodies are different. Cats are different. Their metabolism is different. They're smaller, way smaller than humans. There are some things they're not meant to eat. I mean, pumpkin I know is okay, but I've never seen any dog food with cranberries in it. Yeah, no, not really one we use for them. Right. That would drive me crazy if I saw that. And the same with somebody dri- driving or dressing their uh, dog up as Santa for a photo shoot with reindeer. A sweater is like is like pushing it. Well, I, do, I live in a warm state, so. I mean, and some dogs love it and you have to know your dog. So if you've never put clothes on them before, they're probably going to hate you. You know, when Mr. Zeus was alive, when I put something on him and he was a bigger dog at at his highest weight, he was like 45 pounds, not that big, but still, whenever I put anything on him and we're in South Florida, so raincoats are kind of necessary. So, and this was a sample that I'd received for a show, but he stood still. He did not want to move. And, you know, he kind of told me, hey, I'm a dog. I get wet. And if I have to go out and I get wet, that's deal with it. That's what dogs do. That's why there are towels and anything else. I think maybe a T-shirt once when it was really cold. But some dogs, yeah, they just don't want it. He would just stand still like, what is this on me? Get it off, you know, and I. I know some smaller dogs, it's necessary. And then for some, in some locations, it's necessary too, because it gets very, very cold. But getting too much ornamental, you know, with with their photo shoots can be a little bit too much. And be hazard, not hazardous, terrible, but kind of hazardous. Kind of hazardous, like, but sometimes requires a, vet to, a visit to come see me. Yes. Okay, let's talk about what are some unlikely dangers well, people might not be thinking about it as much. Um, I say it more for other holidays, but you got to watch um, when other people are coming into your house, especially if they're staying with you, that they're not, like, say, leaving their suitcases open in the bedroom with potential things for your dogs to, or cats to get interested in, like cords for a hairdryer or There are some dogs, they're lovers of underwear, you know, so they're going to potentially get into the bags where stuff is usually not available to them and decide to go on a field day and get themselves a foreign body. That's a really good point, because if you do have guests and this is kind of disgusting in a way, but this did happen to a friend's dog, you want to make sure if things are disposed of. And if your guest bathroom, the wastebasket does not have a lid, maybe get one because dogs will digest disgusting things and it can make them very, very sick. That's as far as I will go there. (laughs) I will not go into detail. You, Dr. Amber, know what I'm talking about. I do. And I have done those surgeries and they are not pleasant. (laughs) That cost my friend $400 at the regular vet. We didn't even deal with the overnight one. And then this is something that makes me a little crazy is when people come over and open your door, hi, and they leave the door open and your dog goes and runs out thinking, oh, fun time, you know? Yep. So yeah, you definitely want to watch. And if your guests aren't used to having pets around the house, like letting them know, like you can't leave the doors open. Or if you do, you have to be very careful because my cat will sneak out the first chance he gets. So definitely making sure if that's a possibility, have collars on your dogs and cats, have them microchipped so they can be identified as yours in the off chance they do get outside and get away from you. What are some good phone numbers to have on hand besides just your veterinarian? 
There is a pet poison control line. So ASPCA runs one. It's a good idea to have them there. They do have a charge to it, but they will tell you exactly what needs to happen with your pet. And if you go into a veterinarian, they'll get a case number that the veterinarian can call in, especially if it's something like a human medication that we might not know much about. They'll give us the exact details of how to treat your pet, what medications, dosing and everything. So it makes it far easier and far faster to get that treatment started. Okay. And what's the name of that again? It's the ASPCA Poison Control. Okay. Thanks so much for that. And then last of all, we have a yummy treat that is going to be on our episode page. And what I do remember is there's pumpkin and some other yummy things. This makes a great treat for your dogs, for some of the cats. Dennis eats anything, so for hits it for a cat like him. Um, but a great yummy treat. Is there anything, Dr. Amber, you wanted to add? No, absolutely. So um, the Heart and Paul website um, will have information about me and all the other partner doctors and our associate doctors that are here. But it's just knowing your pet, like have fun during the holiday, but also, you know, know what your pet is like. If your pet's not used to having people over, don't have a huge family occasion over if you know your dog needs medication, especially for like anxiety, or if you have to travel, get in touch with your veterinary now. Make sure your prescriptions are filled. Make sure you don't need any health certificates for travel, um, especially internationally. It's a very busy time of year to get all that done. And you don't want to be the one to find out, I can't get my medication or I can't get my certificate for my dog or cat to travel with me. Right. Because if you don't have it, guess what? You are screwed. You're not going any place. So out of luck. they are really strict with with international travel for with your dog or cat. And it's it pays to have everything together anyway, even if you're going just a few states away, because if you have to go to a vet, that's a different vet than yours. Yep. I always say to try to have it on your phone, your your pet's vaccine records. Um, in the off chance you have an emergency and have to go somewhere and don't have access to your own personal veterinarian because they're closed for the holiday. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on Best Bets for Pets. And once again, where can people find out more about you and about Heart and Paw? So it's uh, heartandpaw.com is our website. And there's more holiday info there for people? Yep, there's a bell buttons for the doctors. Um, there's different articles for pets and pet parents and what to do for the holidays and all kinds of other articles. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful holiday. And thank you so much for coming on Best Pets for Pets and sharing this wonderful holiday knowledge to keep your pets safe. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. And remember... Keep your pets safe. I um, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday. And uh, of course, that goes for your dog or cat. Or if you have something else, a ferret or iguana or a lizard or a turtle or fish. Keep all your pets safe. Happy holidays. Thanks to everyone for listening to Best Bets for Pets. We've been on for 12 years. A lot of Best Bets for Pets. So thank you so much. Please uh, be sure to check out the episode page for this issue. We'll have that yummy holiday recipe. And um, again, a special holiday greetings from all my fur babes, which is our Nikki and Sammy, Jethro, Dennis, Charlotte, and Molly. And of course, a huge thank you to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. 
And hey, remember, keep listening. You never know what we're going to have next on Best Bets for Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.